Okay, so you got you're way different than the typical athlete mode. And I want to kind of get all the way to that. So let's start out when you were young, you're in high school, you have your choice to go pretty much a lot of places and you choose an Ivy league school and, and Penn. what was your thought process going, going that route? Yeah, I think, you know, so the third to last game of my senior season, um, I literally, I'm captain of the team coach puts me in, somebody gets hurt puts me in at halftime on kickoff returns. My first time doing special teams since seventh grade, maybe, right? And now it's crazy. My career has been special teams. Uh, but I remember, you know, dudes running down the field and this thing feeling like war. Like, I remember just being like, gosh, dang, I haven't seen the game like this in a while. And my own teammate falls on my ankle, falls on the back of my leg, and it pops. And I'm just like, oh, and I'm limping around the rest of the game, rest of the season, literally still able to play, but it just wasn't the same. And I, that for me was the moment where, you know, all those people who've always said, hey, like you're one play away from never being able to play again, all those type of things. Mm -hmm. That was like, oh, y'all not playing. Like, right. <laughs> so had the opportunity to go to Penn. Um, my grandfather also, he played 11 years in the league. Uh, won a Super Bowl, went to two yeah. of them, though. And, and he was also just that, that we all need to have that voice of encouragement, that voice of like, oh, I can do this type of thing. And he was the one for me who helped make it, hey, like, if you're good enough, they're going to find you. But yeah. nobody will ever be able to take that pen degree away from you type of thing. So that's I like that you brought up your grandfather because, like, again he ha already had the pedigree and different things growing up was that like a crutch like you know you knew you had somebody right there that's already been there already done it was he like involved a lot in your football career younger I think he did an amazing job because he never pushed himself or pushed me to football right it never was yeah. like an overbearing thing we would be at the house he was just granddad yeah. right um, and he was very humble in that regard. So it actually made it more, I think it made me fall in love with football more because it was my way of kind of like secretly connecting with him. He had six grandsons, he had three daughters, all of them had two grandsons. So he always brags to people like, yeah, I kind of got back at the world, finally got me my boys, right? <laughs> um, but like my brother and I, we were the only ones that played football. So it was kind of like my secret, you know, language with him. and. Um, although he loved us all the same, you know, you would never really tell a different, he bragged about us all equally. I, you know, personally just always felt like that was something cool that we had together, um, type of thing. So, you know, I know he was proud of it, um, and, and everything like that, but I think the cool thing, one of the things I took from him too, as I said before, is like, he never pushed us, right? It was always yeah. about that we have fun and literally after the game, it'd be like, Hey, Cole, how'd you do? You know, how'd you, how'd you feel? You know, I, I felt good, but I missed this play. I missed this play. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Did you have fun? Yeah, I, had I fun. like I that. So he wasn't like stuck on how you play per stats. He just wanted to make sure you was enjoying it. Exactly. I think he knew ultimately if I had fun, then, you know, we'd be true, yeah. right? Yeah, So Definitely. I think that was cool, man. Okay, so you you get hurt a little bit, but you get to Penn State. You're there now and you're trying to make a name for yourself. What is that like? Like getting to the next platform? You already felt what it could be like a little bit like, wow, the game can be taken away from you, but you advance to the next level. Tell me about that. Yeah, yeah. So we end up going there and going to 
to UPenn because you know we 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 uh it's funny the biggest letdown to people in the world is when they hear you're a football player uh-huh. and they think you go to Penn State because <laughs> Penn State is good football it's yeah. big time it's ooh the white out and all of yeah. those types of things and you're like oh man you go to Penn State he <laughs> go to Penn State no 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 it's it's UPenn it's it's Ivy League like it's not really we don't really. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. I go to Penn State. You know what I'm saying? So, it's, so yeah, no, yeah. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but no, it, it it was, it was cool. It was, it was the. <laughs> I thought I was going to hate it going into it. Uh-huh. Um, as crazy as that sounds, because I'm like, man, I'm going to Ivy League school. I'm supposed to be playing big time football, all this stuff. And mm-hmm. you know, once you commit to something, now you're like, ah, I can't take it back. Yeah, you're and in there. It you're ended in it. Up being the most amazing experience of my life because that competitive spirit that drove me on the football field, which clearly has worked out well for me, right? It also started to drive me off the field where now I saw people coming back after the summer break where my freshman year, I went home, trained, and you know, I was just, I worked, I worked at Walmart and Social Security. And they coming back, yeah, I just had this internship at Morgan Stanley, I just did this at Goldman Sachs, I just did this, you like, Oh, you made what? Whoa, you made that's dang. Hold up. No, 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 yeah, no. like like that. Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. Okay, so a lot of people, you went from Ivy League to to the NFL. Not the easiest thing to do, as we know, and you did it. Talk about I, I because I I know that you moved around from time to time, and so that was that's difficult. So talk about just having to get used to maybe being on one team one year and getting your mind like geared up to get on another team the next year. If you, if you don't stay with that team, but talk about that because I got traded mid season and it's hard, like the moving around when you're trying to get your footing and play well. And you were one of those players that you did move around some. So can you just talk about what that was like trying to find a home and, and build? Yes. You living out of a suitcase, literally, yeah. you know, I'm, yeah. on, I'm on my fifteen now and, and, you know, you just never get comfortable, never get complacent. I remember my second year is when I started getting a rule in my head of like, just don't get comfortable. As soon as I always felt like as soon as I started planning for a week or two weeks in advance, hey, such and such, you can go, you can fly in a couple of weeks from now, we play such and such. It was like the team was listening on my phone. <laughs> like, too comfortable. Man, cut him. Like, you know, I'm like, dang, like, I'm just right here, right? Like, so yeah. for me, that was like, it was always, it's always been just don't get comfortable yeah. and just keep earning my spot every single week. And I think that's how, you know, now I'm at year nine and it's literally mm-hmm. the same thing, earn it every week. And the funny, funny part about it is, so Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern is cut day. Well, no, it's not cut day. Tuesday is cut day. No one is cut day around the NFL, but Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern is when you're paid for the week or not. So a lot of people don't know that about NFL athletes and players is like, yeah. like if you at 4.01 p.m. Eastern, I'm paid for that week. So right? you Some know you're good. That means I'm good right? to go. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. My money's good, at least for this week. I'm yeah. Good, right? And so for me, I've been cut. There was one time I was with the, the Titans and I'm literally, we do a whole charity event that morning with the team i'm at this middle school no. the cheerleaders are there we're no. running kids you know can play 60 stuff all that stuff at 3 56 p.m i get a call from a random tennessee number i'm like and in my head i'm like i know 
I shouldn't pick this up. Yeah, you know. I, ain't no, I ain't no punk. You know, <laughs> mama ain't raised no punk. I mean, you know, they can't be coming. I just help the kid. Hey, Cole. Hey, man. Hey, what's up? Hey, such and such with Italian. Hey, man, you you mind bringing your uh your iPad and stuff over to the building? And the playbook, the playbook, man. What? Well, but I was with the kids. Did you not see? Man, the kids? I'm giving back to the community. You knew you were gonna cut me at 11 a.m. They and let I you go to right the with the kids, but You know what I'm saying? Like, I you know. don't get comfortable. So it, it's it's been difficult, and I've really got to shout out my wife and my family. Um, you know, for for riding the whole roller coaster ride with me. definitely and you know last thing i'll say about that that tuesday thing so after that time that was my second or third time being cut can't even mm -hmm. remember now but after that time i told my family there's a rule do not text or call me on tuesdays before 4 p.m <laughs> 401 you can text me you can call we can chop yeah. tuesday don't hit my phone because i'm not trying to be scared i'm nervous the whole week Unfortunately, we, I love we that. that. I love that. And so you brought up your family and you've actually went viral a couple of times with your son because he's the cutest little thing ever. But can you just talk about like what being a father is for you having a son and just that role model aspect? It's so cute. Looking at your son, if y'all haven't seen it, watching his son watch him is the best thing ever. Yeah, he looked like you want to put some paws on me already. Uh, <laughs> he was like... <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it, it's, it's the dream come true for me personally. I think, you know, I've, as you said earlier, like I've lived differently, right. Yeah. And I've lived differently for a number of reasons. And, you know, I challenge people in my class, I do life one-on-one, you know, encourage everybody who's listening. If you want to learn more about your money, your credit, budgeting, investing, all the things we should have yeah. been learning in school, how to buy a house. Come to life101.io and take class with me live virtually, love right? I love um, it. The, I challenge people in my class to find out your why, figure out what you're chasing, what you're working for, because your why is what really matters, but then also is what motivates you through the rough times, the tough times, the cuts, all of those types of things, getting fired from teams, et cetera. And so yeah. to finally have an opportunity to stare my why, one of my whys in, in their eyes yeah. on a day-to-day -day basis, it's, it's, you know, you really can't put it in the words. So um, I'll share another story with you, you know. Please do. I, 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 when I was in high school, there was a lot of, like all of us, there was a lot of different issues going on, different obstacles that we all had to face and all those types of things. And so for me, mm -hmm. I remember there was this one obstacle in particular, it was real, real pivotal, pivotal point in my life and, uh -huh. and in my career as junior going into senior year. Uh -huh. And so I remember just looking at that and saying, okay, years from now, I got to think like this. Or I have to think about obstacles like this. Years from now, my son will be, I, sorry, let me take this back. This is a vision in my head that I always look <laughs> okay. at when I'm faced with obstacles. Uh -huh. So years from now, always saw this picture of my son, he's four years old. He was like a four-year-old kid, and assuming he's my son in his vision, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And he's in the, the bathroom and he's gripping his stomach and he's hungry. And he's like, daddy, daddy, I'm hungry. Like, what are we gonna eat tonight? Well, I can't eat. And I'm like, man, you know what? You can't eat because daddy can't afford it because guess what? Back in the day, 
such and such told me I wasn't good enough. Such and yeah. such told me I- And you believe me. such and such, and you were crazy yeah. enough to believe them. Exactly. So for me, it was always like, there's no excuse in the yeah. world valid for me not to accomplish and create the life that I want. And so now to finally be able to hold them, thank them, kiss them, all those things, right? Like, yeah. it's, it's amazing. That makes me think of the song, what would you do if your son was at home crying all yeah. night? <laughs> but that's, no, I get it. And I'm glad you brought up Life 101. So you teach Life 101 at UPenn, which first of all, went to UPenn, now are, as a professor there, kudos. That's why I let people know you're doing things different. This is a different type of athlete. But talk about that, just becoming a professor. You teach Life 101, which is like basically exactly what it says, things that we need to know to live in life that we didn't learn in school. But just yeah. talk about like, how do you become a professor at the school that you went to? Yeah, going through the process. I've really paired up with a, a co-professor, my co-professor, Dr. Brian Peterson. He's done amazing work there at Penn for years. And, and I think that, you know, he... I had a conversation with him at our five-year reunion or so. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, man, I got this idea for this course. I think we all need it. I think it would be really beneficial here. And he was like, oh, and I was like, he put me in touch with the right people. He was like, all right, cool. And the next day, he like next morning, he emailed me. He was like, hey, I'll go one further. If you're comfortable with it, I'll not only talk about, you can do the, the life one-on-one, the financial literacy piece, but we can also pair that with the inequities piece, the systemic issues mm -hmm. that are this, right yeah. and ultimately he found that that was you know i'm already a professor here if i can push it that way then we can get this thing going. yeah that's called right. an ally he was gonna be an ally right there 100 so he he really uh like you said was an ally and a champion for for us and believed in in what we were trying to create and we created it together it quickly became the most popular course on campus we literally it's funny we get in the virtual rooms now and literally there's students with their roommates sitting around them kind of what? watching oh, like getting that free like, education yes it's an amazing thing to I see but it, it. Like, sometimes i tell people life 101 they're like oh yeah like what is that and then i'm like in my mind it makes sense but like you said it's like it's all the things that you're really gonna have to deal with in life yeah. we'll talk about like that we should have been learning beforehand, but it's obviously not a priority list in the schooling. So no, that's that's amazing. And so let's talk about beyond the basics uh, because we're talking about being an ally of the community. You give back, you're from Baltimore and you find a way to continually give back. And let me make sure I got this number right. $160,000. So this past holiday season, it was, cause I wanna make sure this is right. You and 19 other former NFL players or NFL players came together to do Christmas for for some families. Tell me about that because again, this is full circle here. I'm making sure people understand that <laughs> yes, you're amazing on the field. I know when they see you, yes, you're amazing, but I want them to know everything you're doing. Yeah, I appreciate you. I appreciate. It. I think it's um usually we do this in person. We go to Target, we get a bunch of kids. Last year we took 320 kids across the country um shopping we had seven other cities that and teammates former teammates of mine who did it in their respective cities so from oakland to tampa to you know all over the country which was dope and then now this year it was like all right like we we can't let the pandemic stop the, the give back and the hustle ultimately right, right. so you were able with it being virtually you're able to also you know incorporate more people and I think the beautiful thing about this year, so what we did was we gave $800 shopping sprees to over 200 families across the country. So it ended up totaling more than $160,000. The NFL, 
players who who you know joined in on this initiative with us December to remember they put money in the NFL put money in uh Amazon put money in I love it. put money in it was awesome it was, a, it was beautiful because I think it was a collaborative effort right and yeah. I think the most the craziest thing about this year was even though it be, even though it was virtual so you feel like you lose some of that interactive right, right? usually we're doing this with children, right? So this might be middle school, high school kids. So you're just having fun. We treat them to dinner. The players come from the team. We take them around. They go shopping, you know, a couple hundred dollars yeah. shopping sprees. The experience like, is just as good as the shopping spree for them. Like, you know, they're around NFL players. They're enjoying yeah. it. It's fun. And, and, but this time, so we really wanted to have an impact in a number of different ways. So Every city, like the player there, was able to choose what cause or who they wanted to help. So some people like helped homeless families, right? Like I okay, helped yeah. work with homeless families in Baltimore. Some people work with some domestic abuse survivors. Some mm. people work with some single parents, right? Like some yeah. people work with some people. Like whatever they're passionate about, they go towards that avenue. Exactly, exactly. So that. it was pretty cool to see but also having the adults and the full families on the phone you got a lot of people sharing their stories so it was just it was it was a powerful powerful event and um you know I'm I'm just glad that the guys trust in what we do enough my wife and I my family you know putting that work behind the scenes to make it happen I'm just glad that they trust us to 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 use that money and find the right people that need it and, and it's been awesome no, and I, you know, you've mentioned it twice, so I want to highlight it. Shouts to your wife, because I know that, like, no, for real, because just my fiance having that family aspect where they do a lot of the work behind the scenes, even when it's your event, people do so much work. So I know that it's probably the same for you. So shouts to your wife. And even just having said that, you know, you tore your peck in 2017 and then in 2020 did the same. How do you stay positive? How do you stay encouraged through through injuries, through tragedy in a sense? Because to an athlete, when you get hurt, it's almost like a tragedy. So how do you stay encouraged <laughs> during those times? Yeah, it hurts. It hurts. Um, so two two things. One, I'll, I'll go back to my grand. One, thank you again, shouting out wifey Taylor. Love you, babe. Um, <laughs> yes, shouts to Taylor. Look, if not, she would. Uh, two. Um, so I'll go back to my granddad. So one of the things I always kind of think about, like I always, you, he was knowing, you ask him, hey, how you doing? Hey, my head's above ground. Hey, I'm breathing. Oh right? man, I already I'm know. Tense, right? And so yeah. I look at my life and I look at, you know, the things we're doing and, and it's a blessing to have these opportunities. And it's a blessing to have this type of pressure and responsibilities because I've asked for this, right? I've asked for this influence. I've asked for this opportunity. And so you know, you, you take the good with the bad. And I think the thing that I think about in those moments, right, I tore my pack and literally, it's my second time doing it. So yeah. as soon as I did it, you know, I said a few cuss words, expletive, expletive, expletive. <laughs> but in my mind- Accidentally, like, of course, sorry, mom. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but but in my mind, it's like, once you get past the, the pain and all of those things and the oh, what was me, like, you have to realize that there's, something i'm a believer in christ right there's something yeah. working here that's bigger than i could ever imagine or ever know or ever understand yeah the first time i tore my peck i sat out that season but i started a six-figure real estate company during that time off what? right if that would have not happened i'll be in the season going you know what i'm I saying? Try to tell y'all this 
my different now. I tried to tell y'all. Like, what? Yes, yeah, it's, like, it's just a different. It, I just think that when you accept, like, sometimes people only accept the good things as, like, God looking out for me, right? Yeah. Like, sometimes you have to think that, like, that relationship that ended badly, that team that cut you, all of those negative things that were said about you or happened to you, like, yeah. you have to also believe that those were building me. I believe that those are building me for something. And at some time, all of it's going to matter. So like, even when I was cut, I sat out of the league my second year because they said, hey, Kobe, you're not good enough. But I truly believe if I did not have that time, although I wish as a money guy, I wish I had that money, right? (laughs) I believe that without that time, that humbleness, I wouldn't be approaching year nine right now. I'd have been done a year five, four, and just, you know, had an ego and all those things. So everything happens for a reason. I truly believe that. No, I love that. And so you even, so you talked about it a little bit. This Your second year, they basically, we call it athletes. You say you didn't meet the cut. You weren't good enough. But you were undrafted and still found a way to get to year nine. I just want, I just want people to understand that Ivy League school, undrafted, still sitting at year nine. Now you're a professor. You have a really had a real estate company, six figures. What is next? Like, what's next for you? Like, what's something that you like? It's on your list of things to do in the future, near future, far future. What's yeah. next? Yeah, that is the ever evolving question. So I know right <laughs> now, life101.io. That is that is what I'm interested in. I'm trying to. I think sometimes people don't understand that it's like, for me, part of it is legacy. Well, not part of it. All of it is legacy. Yeah, like, definitely. At my funeral, I don't want to be people talking like, yo, remember that tackle we had? You know, you're going to be like, <laughs> like, imagine if at your funeral, people like, yo, remember that time Renee hit that shot? Ooh. Yeah. You're nah, going to be like, yeah. And some people probably is going to think that's crazy because like they probably think, wow, you wouldn't want to be remembered as a great athlete. But we're saying you don't re- want to be remembered as only a great athlete. Yeah, you need to remember us as an athlete. But hopefully we do a lot more in our lives that leave that legacy that that you're referring to. 100 percent, 100 percent. And so for me, with Life 101, it's about helping people understand their money. And I think obviously you've been an example. You've been a role model and a leader throughout this entire social justice battle, right? Right? And and when yeah. you think about how conscious we're all becoming of like, man, growing up, they told us don't pay attention to politics. Yeah. Don't talk about who you're voting for and all that stuff. Yeah. But why yeah. is that? Because it's power in it. Oh, they also don't teach us money. Why is that? Yeah. It's weird. Don't talk about our bank accounts. Why? Never. Never. That's literally the things they talk about. Don't talk about religion. Don't talk about finances and don't talk about politics at dinner. Like that used to be like the, just the norm. Like, you know, just stay away from that stuff. Yep. And, and when you really peel back the onion, you know, you like, yeah, why is it? Well, it's power. There's power in all of those things. So if we have, if we continue to have this fight and, and people like yourself keep leading the battle from a political social justice standpoint right and then we can combine that with the the money and the capital right and people understanding hey i am financially strong right now i am financially free right now i can do what i want to do i've set my kid up through this business for this tax or this policy we are then now it's it may not be 100 beautiful the way we would envision it by the time we leave this earth but maybe by the time my son is older, yep. we're looking at a totally different 
you know, ball game because now we all are in tune to the conversations and we have access to the information of the things that carry weight and power in this. Country. So I, I gotta, no, I have to like, let, I want you to elaborate on this because a lot of people, you know, they think that, oh, I just need to have just enough money so I can survive. That's good with me. Can you just kind of elaborate on what financial freedom, just what that does? Because I think that it's so, it's so far removed from a lot of our culture that people, we're so used to living check to check. We're so used to, you know, barely making the bills. Like, can you explain what the power of financial freedom is? Like what that trickle effect is? Yeah. So for me, when I think about financial freedom and everyone might have their own de definition, but for me, I want to be able to do what I want when I want. So if a boss or anybody has ever, hey, what you talk about? Hey, I can be like, <laughs> yeah, man, you, man, you tripping. Like, I don't need this fall. money. I'm here because yeah. I want to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've said that to a coach before and if I would got my inspired to be going on. <laughs> but uh, story for another day, story for another day. But, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> but no, it, it, for me, it's about, we have one life on this earth. And I, my I keep bringing up my granddad's name was Roy Hilton. The dude, the dude's story is a movie. I mean, literally, I'll probably, I'll probably try to make a movie of it one you day. You should. Because it's, it's crazy. Um, but one of the things he always said to me was, God didn't put X on this earth to please you, right? So God didn't put Renee Montgomery on this earth to please me. He yeah. was saying that my brother and I were fighting. But when you think about it, that's a powerful thing. Like yeah. we're not here on this earth to work or to please other people and all those things. Like we're here on this earth to live our lives. So financial freedom for me gives me the opportunity to do that. Now we have to work to survive or we have to make money to survive. Mm -hmm. But if you can find ways to put the money that you've worked hard for to work for you, yeah. And now you really get a chance to live and sit back and, and enjoy your hard work more. And to speak to your point, like you said, some of us are constantly, you know, some of us may not want to save properly and create that generational wealth. Some people right. are like, hey, my kids on their own. And that's that's yeah. <laughs> like, right? listen, that's if I earned it, I'm going to spend it before I die. Like, I've heard right. people say that. Right. Like, I work hard. Can't they take it with me. Too. Yeah. But I just think that you know, some of the best gifts, or I personally believe that the best gift I can give to my child is setting his financial future up for success, right? Yeah. And so instead of, I challenge myself and my friends and, and the people around me, I'm challenging the culture is like, let's think about giving differently, right? Let's think about doing things a little bit differently. So for example, my, my niece, love her to death. She wanted, for Christmas, she wanted some Jordans. Cool, all right, cool. Like, hey, but guess what? I'll buy you Nike stock if you Ooh, want. Oh, I like that. And then we'll see what you can do with it. Nah, I'll, you know, I'll just wait. I'll just wait, you know, next year I'll start getting into investing. All right, cool. I'm, you got your J's. Literally a few days later, Nike stock hit record high. And this is a disclaimer. I'm not telling people to go out and buy Nike stock. No, but no, nah, I feel it. I feel it for real. Like, go ahead. <laughs> And it, I literally showed her my son's account because I got my son an account. He got his uh -huh. own account, all that stuff. And I'm like, look, you wanted 200 bucks for these J's. My son made $197 in that day. I'm like, wow, this dude is crawling around the house. He just <laughs> paid those J's. 
and the money is still invested in working. Like, yeah. so that's the difference is like, how can we start to think a little bit differently in long like term? That. Like, do you want to wear the company or you want to own it? That's I love good. that. Yeah. Okay. So since we're talking about this, this money talk and the stock brought up, got brought up, how do you feel about what happened with Robinhood and GameStop yeah. and that whole situation? Like, cause there's a lot of strong feelings about that. What are your thoughts being a money man? Yeah. It's showing the hypocrisy in the system, right? It's showing how, Hey, oh, you know, the, the people are winning right now. You know, <laughs> I think now with yeah. that being said, the stock, I just saw the stock is down 109 bucks today. So I know that there's some people who are still in it and, you know, some of the people who thought that they made a lot of money are finding out the hard way right now. They're like, hey, like this, this thing doesn't last. It doesn't add up, right? You right. can't always win. So I know that unfortunately for it, like a lot of people who who join the, the bandwagon are being hurt as well. Um, but I do think it's so- And how that, so like it hurt because they didn't pull out fast enough and now what there, cause it was a short play basically. And then people were staying in it. Yeah, so pretty much, yeah, you jumped on the bandwagon at, I know some people who were talking about, hey, I bought in, GameStop went from $17 or 15 bucks a share to 334 bucks, and they looked like it was just going to keep going. So, oh, I yeah. bought in at 330 and then oh, that, oh, no. you bought in at the top of the roller coaster ride, and now that thing's, yeah. so can you sell <laughs> out fast enough, right? Yeah. So, you know, that's one of the issues, and, and, and it's, it's no one's fault. I think we all need to, when it comes to investing, we all need to understand and evaluate our own risk tolerances. Like me, I am a risky person, right? Like <laughs> I try to stay away from the casino. I'm not like a, yeah. a I don't have a, a, a gambling addiction or anything like that, but like, I'm a take, I'm a risk taker. Like my career, yeah. your career, it's, it's all about risk. Yeah. It's all about how comfortable you are shooting that gap. Can you shoot that shot? Yeah. The fourth quarter with it. Do you, do you feel confident doing that? Right. Yeah. And it's about taking, I'm gonna go for the steal now, right? And so <laughs> for me, know, yeah. yeah, I'm the person, like I have to stay away from, from casinos because if I walk in and I'm like, I, I don't go in there and go crazy. If I walk in, if I walk in with a hundred bucks, yeah, I'm leaving with more than a hundred bucks or zero. It's oh, not yeah. a, a leave Same. with 50. Hi, it's me. Yeah. yeah, you know, like I'm not here. I'm here to yeah. make this hundred five thousand, right? Like, I'm, <laughs> yeah. But that's unfortunately what a lot of us do when we get to the stock market. Yeah. And I personally, you know, constantly myself up through conversations with people who are more long-term focused and patient mm. towards the race type of people that help balance out my, nah, it's going up. It's going yeah, up, right? I like so that. I like that. No, I love that. Okay, so listen. Brandon, I thank you, thank you, thank you. This was Get Your Money Right, okay? Life 101, you pin. Actually, you have it on your website as well. So just everywhere, go find Brandon and you will find that everyone needs a lesson on money. We didn't learn it in school. We all need a lesson on all of it, life. And he got it. So Brandon, I thank you for joining me on Remotely Renee today. I feel like I learned a little something and we got to do an event, okay? Are we already been playing? Like, let's make it happen. I'm 100%. 2022, 21? 2022. 2022. You know, 
hopefully 2022 let's keep it safe and plan for 2022 because we don't want we don't want anything interfering because i do know that you had this amazing event planned and then things happen so yeah let's revive that let's resuscitate it yeah we'll give it some life we'll give it some life all right thank you for coming on always i appreciate you This is Matt Rogers. And this is Bowen Yang. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, where communities can be disconnected, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. They believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can help build a more connected community. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.